that's when the barn door went wide open. And even Forbes did an article about two, three months ago that said 80% of business owners actually qualify for this, but yet seven out of 10 don't even know about it. Welcome to What's Next with Eric Wood, where we will prepare you to make your what's next in life your best yet. Our next guest is Josh Zaglowski. And Josh is working to help businesses obtain their employee retention credit and has already helped businesses receive $2.8 billion at the time of this recording. And that's only going up. You or someone you know will be dramatically affected from this episode in a great way. I guarantee it. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you tune in weekly. And especially this episode, share it on social media and share it with a friend. Also, if you haven't already, please go to Amazon and pre-order my book, Tackle What's Next, and the link to that is in the show notes. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Josh, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. It's, all, yeah. it's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor to be connected with you. We got connected through a friend of ours, so I want to honor Ryan Stang uh, for that connection. This is something I've been looking forward to for a while. So I've gl I'm glad we've got to it. And I've heard you on multiple media platforms. So we're going to jump into the nuts and bolts shortly. But I want to start off in a slightly different way. I want you to tell the listeners about where you're from. And what all sports did you play growing up? Um, I'm from Utah. Uh, I was in a small town, uh, 2A classification and 5A is the biggest in Utah. So you can imagine it was a small school. Uh, so having that said, I was a four sport athlete. So nice. Uh, basketball and football were my top. Um, I ended up playing a little bit of college basketball as well, but, um, I also played tennis and track, um, all, all in high school, tons of sports growing up as far as baseball, soccer, but then, uh, really defined it down to four. Now kids define it, define it down to one or two these days, but, um, yeah. So, um, always been into sports, uh, love enjoying going to all sports events, you know, even including obviously soccer and baseball these days, but, um, now I got four kids, uh, two boys and two girls, and uh, now I'm a, I'm a coach, you know, and, nice. and uh, got a beautiful wife of 22 years, and uh, yeah, just enjoying life and, you know, um, feel like I, I'm rich, and I say rich is because rich means something different to everybody. For mm -hmm. me, it's to create more memories with my kids. If I can create more memories uh, with them, to me, I'm rich, so I feel like uh, I'm a rich person. And at times, that's why you chase a dollar, because that'll allow you to spend more time with them, have the, the ability to go spend more time with them and make more memories. I got one question on your sports story. So my kids are into tennis. I'll be driving them to a tennis clinic here in a little bit. I did not grow up playing tennis. Now I'm full on addicted to pickleball now, not fully relatable. What would you suggest for two kids that want to get into tennis? Is it start slow like everything else? Or is it individual instruction like you would with maybe a golf game? It's a good question. Um, how I got into it is my uh, my peer tutor teacher in high school said, hey, we need some extra kids. And you're a tall kid because I'm 6'2", uh, long arms, and you'd be great at doubles. I had no idea that doubles was even uh, an option. Um, and with that, I had tons and tons of fun. I'm not a great singles player, but I love it's Maybe it's the team aspect. I like having that teammates and um but I think um, I think both sides of those lessons that you talked about are, are definitely a key. One is from the group side and the individual side. Um, what both really helped me, you know, because I really didn't start tennis till sophomore year. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I, I enjoy the doubles on pickleball, too, and I've always been a team sport guy. Getting more into golf with is obviously individual, but a lot of the games I play in are four-man. You know, we'll play two-man best ball or two-man high-low, so it's a, a lot of team aspects as well. Yeah. All right, let's jump into what you're doing now because, to me, this can be so many beneficial uh, – so bring so much benefit to the listeners. And as this podcast is always talking about, how do we help you make your what's next your best yet in life? this can play a key role. So explain to the listeners what the employee retention credit is. Um, the way to explain it is kind of how the story started. Uh, my background is commercial real estate. I buy you know, retail, uh, flex industrial, uh, men, uh, medical and dental properties, triple net lease stuff. I've done that for seven years. I've done real estate for 19 years, almost 20 here. And I'm a serial entrepreneur. And one of the companies that I had back in uh, 2018, 19, and 20 was an oil business. And I don't know if you guys remember, but price per barrel was negative $30 a barrel one day. And so my oil business was suffering. We did PPP. If you remember PPP, that's under the CARES Act. So there's PPP number one, number two. I even got, I'm in Utah and I got a state, the company is out of Wyoming. I got a state of Wyoming grant that was forgiven. And, uh, so I was looking for stimulus money to help the business, you know, to survive through this pandemic. And uh, in April of 21, well, in March of 21, there was a uh, President Biden amended the CARES Act and making something called the American Rescue Plan Act, where he made it um, where you can get if you got PPP, you can now get ERC because ERC actually started the exact same time as PPP, but you can only get one or the other. And the PPP was a frenzy brokered by the banks. Banks were making a 5% commission, up to 5% commission for getting all that PPP money out to business owners for their employees. And so this ended up being something that I could now look into. Well, I called my CPA and my CPA is a very famous CPA. And he told me, hey, the reason why CPAs most likely aren't doing this is 95% of them that I've seen, they don't do payroll. This is a payroll mm. credit. So don't get mad at your tax professional for not knowing this because they do your 1040s and your 1120s. They don't do what they, what's called your 941s. Well, then I reached out to a payroll company, a national payroll company, ADP, Gusto, Paychex. No one could help me because they told me um, that they don't amend your 941s. They just do active returns. They're a software company. Right. So I was kind of like, this is a little too good to be true. So I did some harder research and then kind of the book, Who Not How, I got the right who's into play to find out that this program is up to $26,000 per W-2 employee. And it's not a loan. It's some money that you can use for your business where PPP was a loan that was forgiven later and you had to disclose what you're using the money for, where you can use this for whatever you want and it's, it's forgiven when you get it. So we went from, you know, six partners to a little over 200 employees in the last uh, 16 months. Wow. And you mentioned, you know, 2.8 billion. What's, what's really significant to us is 16,000 businesses so far. We're averaging about two to 300 a day. And to us, that's significant because we want to make sure we help anybody that has W-2 employees from one employee to 500. Gotcha. So 500 is the max. What are the other qualifications to qualify for this money? Because you said you could have taken the PPP money already and still qualify. What else disqualifies you? It's a great question because it, it it's kind of like a, a small little story. And the reason being is when it first started, you had to have under 500 employees and then the next question is, is um, did you have a 20% revenue loss to your business comparing your 19 quarters and your 21 quarters? 
And some of your viewers right now are are hearing that and like, well, I had a lot, I made a lot of money in 21. So, so, so did a lot of people. And we started the business based on just those two qualifications, but then president Biden amended this a few different times in 21, latest being November where he said, okay, now let's change up the questionnaire 500 employees or less. The next question is, did you have a 20% revenue loss or did you have a partial or full shutdown based on government mandate? Or did you have a supply chain disruption to your business? And when the supply chain disruption uh, part uh, amended happened, that's when the barn door went wide open. And even Forbes did an article about two, three months ago that said 80% of business owners actually qualify for this, but yet seven out of 10 don't even know about it. Gotcha. Man, that's wild. That's wild to me. But maybe the government's not advertising this 400 billion that they've set aside to dole out because they don't necessarily want to dole it out. So you have to go to someone like ERC specialists to help you get it done. How long of a process are we talking from the side from the moment you decide I'm going to go to ericwoodmedia.com slash ERC and sign up for this? How long are we talking? How long does it take to sign up? and see if you're qualified and then how long would it take to get the money? Yeah. So working with you and on going to the website, um, once people go to uh, ericwoodmedia.com slash ERC, they'll, they'll answer just a few questions. Then it's going to be pushed to um, a, an additional questionnaire that talks about, tell us more about your business. We, and that's the other thing, Eric, is we don't charge upfront. Um, we don't charge anything upfront for our services. We charge a percentage 15% when they receive the money on the back because we started that at the very beginning um, because this was a little too good to be true. And it was taking the IRS six to eight months. It's still send, you know, sending out the money to them. So rather than someone paying a big amount of money up front, we said, hey, let's make it a win-win and they charge a percentage on the back. So coming back to the questionnaire, it'll take them maybe five or 10 minutes per EIN to fill out the paperwork. Then We'll, we'll ask them to upload certain documents, which is three sets of documents. They're 941 quarterly reports, uh, returns for six different quarters, their PPP information, and then what they, what's called their payroll report, which we define what that is uh, once they're on the upload page. They'll upload those documents. It takes them two to three weeks, uh, us two, two to three weeks to come back to them and say, okay, you're approved for $712,042, do you want us to file? They agree on DocuSign to the fee, and then it, we file it, and then it takes six to eight months to send out the money to them. Yeah, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. It kind of reminds me, as a professional athlete, you often have uh, workers' comp attorneys that will approach you and say, hey, you do understand that you have this amount of unclaimed workers' comp. Now there's a process to it, not a super long process, but there is a process to getting that money. I once did a court hearing for, uh, I did a, a virtual court hearing for a workers' comp claim from the golf course and made 42 grand sitting on the golf course one day. But it took the intentionality to go out there and say, yes, I'm willing to go after that unclaimed money from injuries that I had. That's, that's a side note there. All right. Last thing on this. Is there a downside to going after this credit? No. Um, I think the downside, um, and the reason the reason why President Biden amended this is he wanted more money to be stimulated um, and more employees to be hired because, um, you know, uh, I would say whether you like him or not like him, the, the piece that I've seen from my perspective is, like, I helped a, a pizza joint that's locally here that 
uh, we got them about $450,000. They've been talking about adding another location. Well, now they are. That's going to add 20 or 30 more jobs. Um, and it's going to give them money to go do that. You know, there's there. I think there's always both sides of the fence when people say, wow, we're getting, we're even pushing more money out. Yeah, we are. Um, and I, I said that too, at the very beginning, uh, cause I wasn't a huge uh, believer in, you know, having more money out there. But the thing is, is how many times have you, um, whether it's a business owner or you find out about some sort of grant that's been around for years, you know, there's a, there's other grants out there that when we're doing this, people are like, oh yeah, I remember seeing this one grant 20 years ago and they're still doing that. There's, there's money put aside. It's just finding someone like us. That's a specialty in a certain area that we can help you with this. I think the downside to me is number one is it does take six, eight months. So you have to be a little patient. Um, and the thing is, is technically this program expired uh, quarter three of 21, but we can amend their 90, 941s for three years. Parts of this program right now, this is up to $26,000 per W-2 employee. In about six, seven months, it's gonna be 24,000. It's gonna to continue to chip down and be totally done at probably the end of 2024, where now we can't even get anyone any money. So um, yeah, so I'd say that's kind of the downside is you gotta be patient for the money. And believe me, there's a lot of businesses that are suffering right now that need the money right now. And unfortunately we can't control what the IRS does on when the money will be sent out. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I think it, I think of buddies that have either suffered from the supply chain or I'm thinking of restaurants that are just truly struggling, struggling to find employees to work. Chick-fil-A is paying 18 an hour. How much do I have to now pay my cook to work in the back end of this restaurant who's talented and sees his value? And how can, you know, these fast food uh, clerks who have tremendous value in them in their own rights, if they're making 18, how much is this cook at a nice restaurant going to be making? And so I'm thinking of them in, in this situation in particular, but there's so many that will benefit. All right. So I, I always ask recurring questions. I'm excited um, to hear some of your answers. Number one, do you have a favorite book? I do. It's it's the who, not how. I mean, I think that book with this business and other things have really, it's really turned my life around uh, on the business side and the way I look at um, rather than trying to do things myself, um, having uh, help around me and whether it's a partnership or whatever it is, but definitely who, not how is my top book. I'll have to check that one out. What role does your faith play in your life? Huge. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, I, I grew up Mormon, um, hard Christian, you know, um, and uh, I, you know, definitely it's, it's a big thing. Um, I probably don't do as good, you know, representing um, and teaching my kids that right now. I'm always trying to do better with that, but uh, it's definitely something that's, you know, on my mind all the time, uh, pray a lot, you know, stuff like that. And then just try to be a great person uh, to other people. Is, is that where you get your servants hard in this, this want to now help so many people? Yeah, I do. I, I, I definitely think that is because growing up, you know, I'm, I'm uh, one of four kids. I'm the oldest of three sisters. I have three sisters. So um, the oldest boy. And I think uh, being a, a leader um, within the, you know, the, my siblings um, has always been a big part. And then in the church, you know, having, you know, being a, 
you know, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like the president of the of the little quorum that we had and, you know, stuff like that. It's always having that leadership piece and, and always trying to be a good representative and, uh, you know, giving back as far as service. You know, plenty of times I've done service and I try to do service almost daily, um, if not weekly. Good deal. What was your first car? Um, it's kind of funny. Technically, it was something that I got before I was 16, uh, but I never drove it. Um, and I say that because I was able to uh, buy that car um, about three months ago. It's a 68 Camaro. So wow. when, uh, it was the 69 Camaro. My dad, um, I mean, I did probably 5% of the mechanic work. He did 95%. Um, and it was supposed to be my car when I was 16, but he lost his job before I turned 16. And so he had to sell it. Uh, he sat down with me and sold it. He ended up buying an 84 uh, Mustang. So you think about Mustang, oh, it's a Mustang. No, the 80s Mustangs were not good. I mean, if you look it up, an 84 Mustang is like this little like four-door, like mini sedan almost. It was it was not the Mustang that we see back in the 60s and 70s and even today. Gotcha. What's your favorite restaurant? Oh, good question. I uh I think of all, I mean, I'm whatever I feel like that day, but um if I have a go-to to tell people, there's a sushi place here in uh, Centerville, Utah, uh, called Fuji Sushi, and I've traveled the country. I've traveled the world. Um, I used to teach uh, real estate um, globally uh, for different HGTV shows and stuff. And uh, there, I tried a lot of sushi. And this place in Centerville, Utah, called Fuji Sushi, um, is pretty legit. That's probably one of my top things I think about uh, if I'm on my way back from the office or something. I'm going to have to check that out if I get out there. And I'll say this, uh, sushi is my favorite food, and I live in Louisville, Kentucky. And so people will think, Louisville, Kentucky, really? Sushi is your favorite food? Well, UPS is based out of here. I've told this story on the podcast before. So for those listening, you can hit the 30-second forward button. But if you've heard it before. But in Louisville, we have UPS based out of here. So unless you're getting fish from the coast off a boat, we get it first. And it's coming right to our restaurants. So we have actually... Um, insanely good sushi here in Louisville. You'll have to come check it out sometime. I, I've actually checked it out. So one of my one of our best friends live in Lagrange. Um, so when I told him that I was going to be on a podcast with you, uh, thinking that I was coming out to Louisville, uh, you know they were uh, they were obviously pretty excited. But uh, yeah, the great. I've actually been to a couple of places. I can't remember the names of them that they've taken me to. That has been really good. So that's actually good to know. I knew about UPS because my. Uh, our good friend works for TSA, so he uh, gotcha. he does all that stuff with UPS in and out. So, good deal. I see the Steve Young jersey behind you. Those watching on YouTube um, on our YouTube channel can see that as well. Who's your favorite NFL team? Is it the Niners? I'd say it's the Niners. T to be honest, like I, I I grew up because I was a Steve Young fan. Kind of like when people say, "Yeah, I'm, I uh, I love the Cavs," and then when LeBron moved to Lakers, they love the Lakers. So. It, uh, it ended up being, you know, wherever Steve Young was, and he happened to be in 49 in San Francisco for a long time. Since then, I just like to be a fan. Um, I like a great game. You know, like I tell my kids, even when I'm watching a basketball game, the finals, whatever, if someone wins by 30 points, like I'm like, oh, that wasn't too fun to watch. I want something that's like down to the wire, like watching the Cavs and the Warriors that year that they went all the way to game seven. Like I was cheering for the Cavs to come back. Then they came back. Then I went back to the Warriors because I just wanted that good game. Uh, but I ended up choosing a team during the game. But uh, yeah, that's I would say it's the Niners because I grew up that way. Okay, good deal. Last one for me. This is what's next with Eric Wood. What's next for Josh Zaglowski? What do you got coming down the line for you? 
to be honest, like it's not even business. It's uh, even spending even more time with my my family and kids. You know, um, I I grew up. Um, my parents did a great job growing us up, but I mean, we didn't have as much money or or resources as other families I grew up with. And I always see them having like one had a cabin, right? A family cabin that they can go up to, and they really was a close-knit family even after 30 years i want something like that so that's one of my goals is to get like a family cabin and we're on a lake where it's somewhere like hey let's what are we doing this weekend let's go to the cabin if we got nothing to do and that way it kind of builds that uh better family bond and as they get married and kids that's kind of my vision and so that's kind of my next my next steps I love that. So I've currently built a house with a pool because growing up, we I would often go to buddies' houses with pools. So I have two young kids. I want our house to be that house so that I can spend that time with them. I've said the same thing about a lake house. I said, as soon as my kids think it's cool to go to the lake and want to bring friends, we got to have a lake house because yeah. I always grew up going with my buddies and then their parents get that time. And I want to selfishly steal all that time as well. I love where your heart's at there. And for all those listening out there, me and Josh got to catch up for a few minutes before this and his, his heart is in the right place in this. He's truly in this to help people. We talked about when you bring value to others, that brings you value in life. You're serving others. That's going to lift you up. We talk about that often in the podcast. And then when you can learn to bring value, to valuable people and to valuable businesses, then you can create wealth in your life. And Josh has done that now. Please allow him or somebody, uh, allow him to help you or somebody else that you know, get this employee retention credit. I mentioned earlier, we'll put a link to it in the show notes, but you can access it easily, ericwoodmedia.com slash ERC. Visit that domain, a very short questionnaire, get those documents in and go get that money that you deserve. Josh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast, brother. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for tuning in to this episode presented, as always, by Punched Energy Chews. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Share it on social media as well, and we will share it too. I would also love it if you could pre-order my book, Tackle What's Next. It's on Amazon, and the link to do that is in the show notes. Let's keep making our what's next in life our best gift.